guys, welcome to another episode of the Grind Podcast, where I talk hunting, entrepreneurship, fitness, and the daily grind and what it takes to earn success. I'm your host, Eric Van Workham, and today I'm going to have back on Aaron Van Workham and Peyton Thomas. Now, we're all about listening to the, the listener here, the customer, and uh, a good friend of mine said that Peyton and Aaron needed more energy, so we brought the energy. They've got gummy bears here, they've got... Nut clusters. Peyton's got a double espresso, and uh, Aaron's rip roaring and ready to go. What's up, guys? What's up, yo, yo, yo? <laughs> yeah, Aaron has the energy now if he's rapping, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got. What about you, Peyton? How are you feeling? You know, I'm feeling good. That's good. He's last day of 75 hard. You've got to be feeling really good. Really good. One more workout in the cold. It's actually not too bad today. It was like 60 out there oh. earlier, but you can see a storm rolling in. So I hope it hits right when I'm on my run yeah. or something. Are you going to continue on? What are you going to continue with? Uh, what, what's your takeaways here? Well, I think What habits are you going to habituate? I think the main thing for me is I've been eating healthier. Like my energy levels have been way higher and just feeling healthier anyway and not eating all that really garbage food I was before. Yeah. So I'm going to keep eating healthy. I think that's been the best thing. Like I've started cooking more. Oh, good. And so that's actually been enjoyable. Get home and cook and prepare something. Last night I made some deer hamburgers and Ooh. sweet potato fries. All, all made at my house. And it was really good. It was really good. What so about keep, the workout? You're going to keep working out? Yeah, I'm going to keep working out. Probably at night because I'm not a morning yeah, person. That's, that was the like hardest morning. thing for me was they waking up early enough so to work out. So. Peyton, Peyton, I've had to kick him a time or two out of the, out of the tent to get his butt going. Oh, you should have seen him in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Oh, first day, freaking those two are waking up at like 5 a.m. <laughs> He's rip-roaring, ready to go. Peyton's like, I'm filming. Right, what are you guys so excited about? Yeah. But then exactly. when Peyton starts hunting, then he really... I still could have slept in. <laughs> if he's hunting for himself, then he's oh, yeah, he's he a wakes more up active. for that. Yeah, nothing's stopping him there. That's good to hear that you're going to habituate some of those uh, healthy habits, Peyton. I'd, I would assume the gallon of water you're going to continue. Yeah, I keep drinking all the water because I've, like, eliminated soda pretty much at all. I've had a couple Diet Cokes throughout yeah. 75 Hard, you but look, you can have diet. You look so. better than I've ever seen you. Healthier, yeah. stronger, uh, I'm sexier. A, I've yeah, lost a lot of weight, almost down to what I was to a couple years ago when I was working have you lost out a 20? lot. Uh, probably, I would say, like 15, probably. Yeah. But that's a healthy way to lose it, you know? Oh, yeah, it was from working out. It wasn't like when I was sick and I lost 10 pounds from being sick. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, feeling way better. Yeah, awesome to hear that. Okay, so today we want to talk about our YouTube series from this fall. Uh, we called this one the Senate Series 2.0 just because we couldn't think of something better. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But uh, truthfully, we're, we, we're hunting a lot of different uh, species from Alaska, big game, moose, bear, wolf, to pronghorn, uh, deer and elk. So we're just like, send it, man. We're going to send it on whatever tags we can get. So that's what we did. I, uh, I don't hesitate to say that this is going to be our most well-edited um, series we've ever, we've ever produced. Uh, Peyton's sharpened up his skills. Uh, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse, and he certainly got better. Um, I was definitely hypercritical on the edits coming through. Um, I think that we've all collectively gotten uh, to be better uh, filmers in the field. Uh, Belmer came a long way really fast. Peyton's gotten better. Aaron and I have an eye for photography and, and, uh, and video. We can always improve and get better. Um, but we just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the Senate Series 2.0, the first episode that's going to be launching in Episode 1, uh, Hat Trick. Hat Trick. So yeah. before we before we jump on to Hat Tricks, do you guys have any 
Anything you want to say about the Senate Series 2.0? Any notes, thoughts? I I was just gonna say we have some we we had some pretty epic hunts. Yeah. So, and what I think is cool is we've the last two years we've really invested a lot of money in quality camera gear. And so not only, you know, Eric mentioned, you, you mentioned that it's going to be edited better, but it was, it was filmed better as well. Um, so we have, we have some amazing footage that's going to be a part of the send it 2.0. Cameras are nicer lenses. The big improvement was your long lens, that 200 by 600 for just getting those longer kill shots, which if you guys watched, um, Timber Bruin. Yeah. The kill shot, and that was used with that lens. That was 20 yards, so a little overkill with that lens, but it looked beautiful. The yeah, footage was, was incredible. Yeah, the the footage looked nice. All that's in 4K, also. So if you don't watch, if if you don't watch that 212 grain bullet, Horny X hit that bear at 20 yards through that lens, you're missing out. I'm telling oh, yeah. you that that that's is awesome. incredible once in a lifetime type of footage, guys. We weren't hunting in uh, BC where the bears are rampant on. You know, Jim Shockey's private island. Okay, he doesn't really have private island. But Vancouver Island, where the bears are crawling everywhere, this was literally a DIY hunt in the lower 48. So um, I say that to say this. Appreciate the footage and how incredible that moment was. Not to get, oh, yeah. not to get off kilter here on the uh, – because uh, the, we're talking about the Senate series. But go watch Timber Bruins because that was amazing. That lens is dope. And the, just with the Senate series this year, most of the kill shots farther, uh, deer, elk – was filmed with that lens so yeah the kill shots are gonna be a lot better and i mean it's nice we have stuff farther for phone scope when it's really far but getting kill shots with that lens is just it makes things look way nicer quality wise yeah definitely so especially we, up to a couple hundred yards yeah so yeah we definitely upgraded our equipment we've gotten better we sharpened our talents um audio i would say is a little bit better cuts edits are a little bit better some of these will be a little bit longer but trust me you're going to want to watch the whole thing so yeah and there's a lot of unique uh just unique moments that happen uh out of the norm mountain lions bears i mean just a lot of cool a lot of cool stuff that happened this year so pretty excited to show all that this first video be one of the best ones and then the next one i'm working on we're working on it right now it's going to be good too aaron and tyler freaking backcountry high country mule deer uh, so that one's going to be good yeah. too. Yeah, it should be really good. So let's talk. Let's talk about hat trick first. So over the counter um, archery elk and rifle bear uh, with my buddy Bo, who he also had an over the counter uh, archery elk tag, and he's he's a great caller. Um, he was dedicated to helping me fill my tag, and uh, you know uh, the rut's different every single year. Um, sometimes the bulls will rut early. Sometimes they rut seems like nocturnally sometimes in some areas and sometimes they rut way late so timing it obviously you only have x amount of time that you can hunt there's only so many septembers in your lifetime mm -hmm. so being able to capture footage like this with a bow and the kill shot that we were able to ca capture um it's just kind of once in a lifetime type of kill shot that i was able to put that long range axis through that bull on camera with a severed broadhead um it's just it's just you, I, I, the older I get, the more I appreciate films. And there's a lot of haters on YouTube that are obviously super critical of, of your work, your hunt, you know, to the point of how you take care of your meat and cut it up and, you know, how you pack it out and how you loaded your pack. I'm to the point where I just appreciate 
that moment and the art and the amount of effort from packing batteries to making sure batteries are charged to the edit, hauling the extra camera gear around, man, I'm just like, anyone who's doing this, I just appreciate it. And then when you get this type of quality of kill shot with a bow on a mature bull, it just doesn't happen all the time. So you just got to appreciate greatness. Yeah, I, it, I, I agree. I, I think if people realize too where we where we came from, they'd appreciate it too. Maybe one of these days we'll kick out that video that you made in <laughs> Bear Hunt in Canada. Oh, let's well. never do that. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I mean, I shot with a shoddy camera, but at the time it's like, that was so cool. You yeah. missed the bear. It came back in. You smoked the bear. You looked into the camera. You filmed the whole thing yeah. to the food that you ate, to showing, yeah. you know, grandpa's experience there. And then looking in the camera and saying, treacherous. <laughs> that was yeah. treacherous. No, no, no one, no one knows what we're talking about right now. I filmed, I filmed my first ever, uh, archery baited bear hunt in canada and i that was a long time ago yeah like 10 years ago yeah nine years i was gonna say it was in iowa when i was in iowa or illinois yeah so the the point is yeah we've come we've come a long way and And we're not we're not donnie vincent um and we don't have production crews like johnny vincent we're just trying to do it with our schedules and what we're doing but we we take it very serious we take a lot of pride in it and we're also trying to produce a lot of content and we're a four-man production slash two-man, well, one-man editing crew. It, uh, it's tough. So um, we're doing the best we can, and I feel like we're doing a good job. And for me and my personality, and if you know me, I'm always wanting it better. So uh, I, I feel like this is definitely that. So back to the story a little bit. Now, Peyton was with me there last year, and he watched me uh, take a bad shot. Well, it was a good shot. It just didn't work out on a frontal shot on a bull. I uh, wasn't able to recover, and then we shot just a mega, mega giant bear. Yeah. And so we were going back in the same hunt, same area, and this time Peyton couldn't come because he had some sort of wedding or something. Yeah, my sister's getting married, so, you know, you can't really miss that. But it's also, I was thinking, that's a fun hunt to go on. I yeah, know it's going to be one of the fun. funner ones this year, and I'm going to miss out on it, but... Belmer took my place, and he did a really good job filming you and following you around. So I've enjoyed editing it and watching your guys' experience. And Yeah. I mean, uh, I was doing 75 hard during it, and during this hunt, I also, I don't know if I had COVID. I, people around me had COVID. I assumed I had COVID, just obviously not a severe form of COVID, but I was pretty sick. You can tell in some parts of it, you're breathing heavier. and Yeah, lungs were just hacking. hammered. Yeah, and I, I was in pretty good cardiovascular shape. My, like, my lungs were good. My legs were good. I cut a lot of that out of you coughing because people complain on YouTube, oh, Eric's spitting or coughing. So we take that out so you don't really see it as much. Yeah, yeah, the film doesn't really depict how sick I was because Peyton edited a lot of it out. But there was times I couldn't breathe. And there there was one point during the hunt, I'm like, I probably should just go home. Your wife would have appreciated that. Yeah, she would have definitely (laughs) liked that. But it was crazy. Like, Bo showed up that first morning a little bit late and we kind of got out and got started a little bit late and couldn't no bugles, no, not a lot of sign. And I was like, man, this could be pretty rough. And it was pretty warm. Or were you expecting it to be, because last year we had like one good day of chasing elk, maybe two. Yeah. What were your expectations this year going into A it? little bit better. Better. I, did, I didn't expect it to be worse, but I thought, man, if it's just a little bit better, I can do that. So that was my expectation. You're here this first day. I don't, not, not much happened for you guys at all. No. In terms of elk, because Bo showed up a little bit late, but still, 
other days, if the bulls are ripping, they're ripping yeah, pretty all, slow all day. Yeah. So nothing really happened for you guys that first day. No. And based on my experience last time, I knew that if there was a good day, because we only had one good day last year. I Based on the experience last time, I knew if we had one good day this year that I absolutely needed to capitalize and try to kill a bull. Do anything yeah. it took to kill a bull. Because you didn't know if they were going to be talking or fired up the next week. Oh, yeah. They could have been quiet. So we came up with days. the game plan that we figured these bulls were going from private into public, crossing a little bit of the private we could hunt, and we thought we were going to try to intercept them. Bo had this idea that they were coming up this ridge line, and we were just going to try to get in there and disrupt them. And we timed it perfect. We got in there perfect. Wind was good. Bo had hunted kind of that spot before, and I'd hunted that spot before, so we kind of knew what the wind was doing. And we and Bo's a great caller, so we just got in there and started disrupting them. And Bo, Bo didn't coach me at all. He just let me go into kill mode, and he sat back, and I tried working my way in, and I knew if this bull was going to come in that I needed to be 50, 80 yards ahead of Bo so that, that that bull wasn't looking for me and that he was looking for Bo. Yeah. And so that's what I just tried to do. I just tried working and working in. And then all of a sudden, we could see the bull. So we get in there. We're calling, right? We, we, uh, we execute the plan. We disrupt him. We're in there. The wind's good. And this bull, and all of a sudden you can see him. And how thrilling that is when the plan actually works out and you can see him. Because we all know how frustrating it is when it doesn't work out. Oh, yeah. It's like this sucks. And it's thick in there, too. Yeah, super so thick. You can fall. see that in the footage, too. You can yeah. barely see him raking through the trees um, through the camera lens. You could see him a little better because you're in person. But yeah. you can still barely see him. And you got within, like, 20 yards of him. And yeah. you, there's no shot. No shot. Yeah. I mean, 40 yards, 45 yards at one time 35 yards Bo didn't even know that he'd come in and Bo's just like being kind of lax back there and he's like walking up logs I'm like dude chill out a little bit <laughs> I knew he I'm like by the way Bo was acting I'm like I don't think he sees him because he was like kind of being lax and kind of sticking his head around I'm like dude the bull's right there he's like oh <laughs> you know because it's so thick you couldn't see him but it's kind of frustrating because the bull's right there and he stood there for a couple minutes and there's no shot yeah. And it's like with Archie equipment, you finally get something close enough. Yeah, that's so frustrating. And there's no shot. And you're like, man, oh. Yeah, in the video, you're pointing him out. And I was like, I can't see him. Yeah, you're saying, like, <laughs> he's right there. And it's like finally finding the footage to show, okay, there actually is a yeah. bull there because it's so thick. Yeah. But that, so that was your guys' kind of first stock in. You chased that bull. Yeah. And we, we were in there probably messing with him for 20, 30 minutes. Maybe yeah. a little longer. Did he bust? Well, <clears throat> that's a great question. We kind of went up because I could see he was raking on a tree. He was only like 20 yards raking on this uh, tree. And I tried going up and around. And I stepped on his – I couldn't even see his cows, but I literally stepped on his cows, like within three, four yards. I still didn't see him. I just heard him. And then they left. He still didn't blow. That's how thick it is. His cows all blew out. He still didn't leave. And they're doing their calling back and forth thing. The bulls calling, bows calling. And I think at that point, he finally realized his cows left. I don't know if he couldn't smell them anymore, see them anymore, sense them anymore. But he's like, kind of was like, oh, where's and he just kind of walked away from the tree. I'm like, well, he's, he's not spooked. I think he just realized his cows were gone and left. Mm -hmm. So then he would, then the bugling thing was going, Bo would bugle, he would bugle, and you could just hear him getting further and further and further away. Well, he finally bugled. And I'm like, oh, dude, he's a long ways away. And then we just kind of gave up the chase because Bo would bugle and I would run, 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 run up there to try to get in, try to get into his comfort zone. And 
and then he'd be further away and I was like, This is useless. I'm not I'm not making any ground on him. He's just he's just going. You know how that is. Yeah. So we, we kinda got together, we're like, Okay, the gig's over. Um, we're gonna head back to camp and eat some bacon and eggs. Obviously I like some bacon and eggs. Some good bacon and eggs. Especially <laughs> it was snack time for you. Yeah, you had your it was first form meat stick oh, out yeah. and had the first form meat stick. I couldn't even get I couldn't even tell Bo what happened until I'd eaten a little bit of my meat <laughs> <Yeah>. stick. <laughs> and so anyway, we're we're heading back to the ranger because we kinda hunt from the ranger on this hunt and uh we heard a bull rip in the adjacent canyon. And I my lungs are hammered, right? I, I did not feel like hiking anymore. And I was in great shape. I just was sick. Bo's, Bo's like, do you want to go after him? Like, and I'm thinking, you got to take every single opportunity that you have to kill a bull, uh, a bull with your bow, and go for it. So I'm like, let's go. So we bail off this steep side hill, go up and down the other side, and it's the same thing: cat and mouse, cat and mouse, cat and mouse. Uh, well, Belner's kind of falling behind me, and I'm just telling him I I motioned back at him one time and kind of hit the back of my hip, and I was like, stay on my hip. And I look up, heard the bull bugling. He comes across this meadow. It's not really a metal, but it's like a little opening with some deadfall. I'm like, perfect. And it's pretty steep at this point, and I'm pretty tired. And so I dip down so that he couldn't see me, go up and around, and I'm thinking, he's going to beat me to the spot. I got to get to that spot. He's going to beat me. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't go any further. I'm like, you either got to go, either you go and kill this bull, or you sit here like a pansy and you don't go. And And I'm in exhaust, and I can't breathe, so I'm like, it doesn't matter what it takes. I got to go. I got to get to that spot. You know, in your head, when you're bow hunting, you're like, I got to get to that spot. So I'm like, I got to get to that spot and get to that spot as fast as I can. I know Belmer will follow me if I can just get to that spot. So I get to that spot and all of a sudden I look up, I see cows running. I'm like, oh boy, screwed this one up bad. And in the video, you'll see the edit. Peyton puts a magnifying glass on the, on the cow that kind of boogies. And I get down, I look back at Bell, and I'm like, get down. And I heard the bull rip. I'm like, he's close. So I had the foresight to kind of range everything I could possibly range because he's going to come out right into the opening. And I'm going to be semi-exposed. So I'm just ranging, ranging, ranging. I'm like, man, I can't get anything past 30 yards. I'm like, perfect. 30-yard pin, put putting it just a little bit low. That's what I was thinking. Then I see the antlers coming up over the top of the skyline. I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be awesome. Then I see them keep coming at me, at me. I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be another frontal shot. I'm like, I'm not taking this shot. And luckily for me, he turned. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness he turns. And he turns, and he gets ready to rip, and he starts to semi-bugle, and I come to full draw. And then he's like, and then he looks at me. I'm like, I don't know what he heard. I don't know if he heard bow down there raking. I, usually when they're getting ready to rip, they don't stop ripping something. mid-bugle. He, yeah. I don't know if he sensed me sensed me there, sensed Belmer there, maybe got a whiff of us. I mean, we had to have been pretty sweaty, smelly. But I just sent that arrow right through him in the perfect shot. Perfect shot, Smoked dude. him. Smoked. Yeah. Almost didn't believe him because it, I almost didn't believe it because it worked so well. It never happens like that with a bow. It's like, man, if that one twig wouldn't have been there. Man, if that one log wouldn't have been there. But this was just literally perfect. I mean, that's what happened to you last year. Logs were in the covering vitals. Yeah. Or you had the frontal shot. Yeah. And it, it worked out perfect for it, you. It worked out you perfect. You can see in the footage too, Rick. I don't, I don't believe it. Yeah. And, and when I sat down there, I put my head back. And you see that in the film. I'm thinking a million thoughts run through on my Shoot, I hope that's lethal. How would it not be lethal? Well, shoot. Because it just seems like something goes wrong all the time. And then I'm thinking also, I'm like, I can't believe I worked 
uh, I've had so many opportunities and um, it's never quite worked out like that. And then I got thinking, bow hunting teaches you one thing. It teaches you, and Aaron can testify to this, it teaches you you absolutely have to work your guts out. You have to work your guts out for opportunities and you have to take accumulation of all these skills that you've learned over all your hunts, lifetime, and take that knowledge and execute in that moment. And that's what bow hunting is for me. Work, you want an opportunity, work your guts out, guts out, guts out. Heat, exhaustion, um, you know, taking your body as far as you can take it. In that case, I was sick with some sort of respiratory virus call it COVID, what have you. And I had to get to that spot, get to that spot and execute. And, it's, and I got thinking in that moment, when I had my head back. I'm like, how does this not happen more often? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, this is your, that was your first elk this with a bow, right? This is my first bull with a bow. Yeah. So you're probably thinking then too, like, did I actually finally yeah, get like, it done? There's no way <laughs> I've, I've had this, I've, listen, I'll be honest. I've shot half a dozen bulls um i've lost them haven't found them um some of them are absolutely non-lethal shots like no man's land or but i've shot a couple bulls that i'm like they absolutely died and i couldn't recover them. i did everything in my power to try to recover that's a just had bad luck that's the thing with bow hunting though you give you got to do your 99.99 percent and then it's you just hope that animal does what it's supposed to your equipment that you're in there Yep, that you're in the right place, your equipment performs. It's like that last 0.1%, you just hope that, you know, it goes your way because a lot of times it doesn't. So even if you give your give your all, you give your 100%, that doesn't mean, you know, the animal's going to give you a good shot or whatever. But right. that's the thing, that's the crazy thing about bow hunting. It's like, yeah. you, yeah, you give your all and you hope that it, you hope that it's enough and you get lucky enough to actually kill well, him off but. that the funny thing is too bo gets up to you guys and he doesn't believe you yeah he so he was down the ridge <laughs> down the side hill in some brush and the way the slope of the mountain went he couldn't see what was going on he, he didn't he didn't he couldn't even see the elk i don't even think he could see us i don't i don't think he could well, he obviously didn't hear your shot the way that he no. comes up to you either no he had no idea what was going on he, he thought you were messing with them and then yeah. you're like, no, where's your arrow? He thought you hid your arrow. Yeah. But that's just off of because Eric's always joking around anyway. <laughs> so then Bo didn't know what to think. That's the, that's the funny part. There's a couple minutes of Eric trying to explain to him. And he looks at Belmer and he says, he's like, tell him, Belmer. And Belmer's just recording. He wasn't even I'm paying like, attention. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's, then he's like, oh, no, yeah, he, he shot him. But like the least convincing way ever. Look. You can see in the YouTube video, I'm like, Okay, no one's going to vouch for me here. I'm like, dude, no, I just smoked this bull. And Belmer's just sitting there. And Belmer's like, the one that recorded it. That's the funny part. It's like, he knows he just shot it. He's yeah. very unconvincing when yeah. he said that. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty funny. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he shot him. Well, I, and I had actually went up 30 yards to the spot where I hit him because I wasn't going to push the bull, but I also wanted to, like, look for blood, like, immediately. So I'm standing. So that segment took place of where I'd hit that bull. And Bo met me there. Was, we were having this conversation. And in the meantime, um, I'm just like, in my head, why is there not blood? Why is there not blood? Why is there not blood? I hit him with a 1.5 sever titanium. Like, this sucker's got to be opened up. So I'm trying to figure out why there wasn't blood. And so that's why I was, like, sort of anxious why we are having that conversation with Bo. Um, but I, but I, deep down I knew. I'm like, this, Bo's full, this bull is filleted. I'm like, it, 
I hit him with this expandable this close. He's filleted. But I'm just like thinking in my head, okay, look at all my experiences in the past. Why is there not blood? And now Bo doesn't believe me. And now what's Belmer saying? He's not even vouching that I hit this. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? And then I'm looking for blood. <laughs> and so it was a lot going on. In fact, Peyton, in the initial draft of the edit, there was way more like me trying to convince Bo that I'd shot this bull. And I'm like, you got to take that out. There's too much of <laughs> yeah. the same thing going on there, me trying to convince Eventually, uh, you guys stop recording and you show Bo the footage, and he's he's like, "Oh, you smoked him." Yeah, and then he believes you, but you just want to take the precautions anyway and yeah. give him some time to die anyway, which he was dead. Yeah, but we, you, you and, guys took a snack break and yeah. went and got the ranger, pulled it up closer on the trail, so and you just give him time to die just to make sure. Anyway, right. But what was funny right before Bo got up there, which was probably I don't know ten minutes, I could hear that bull cracking. I don't know, 50, 80, 100 yards, however far he, I thought he was, I could hear him, like, dying. Yeah. Like, just crack, 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 crack. And then I didn't hear it anymore. I was thinking, oh, man. Well, hopefully he just didn't get into some more wet foliage and stuff, so now I can't hear him, and he actually walked off. Or or you didn't know if that was, like, the final crack where he died. I didn't hear, like, a fall-over crack. I just was hearing, like, step, 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 step. Yeah. So I didn't know, what I, and I was trying to be quiet. Like, you can hear Bo. He's much louder than him, and I'm still trying to be quiet because I know I just last heard that bull. A few mm-hmm. seconds earlier over there, I'm like, dude, he's right there. And he's like, what? I'm like, he still wasn't convinced, right? <laughs> that's, that's the best part of the whole deal because you just mess with people so much that no one I ever know. believes what you say. <laughs> including, my, <laughs> including my little girls. <laughs> so off, So I guess we can go, you you got the, you shot the bull, you get up to him. What was what was that it, like? It was Walking awesome, up man. on your first bull. It was like 60 yards, great blood trail. He actually didn't start bleeding until like, about 30 yards. But then he finally opened up. Yeah, he finally yeah. opened up, left some good blood, and it was almost a complete pass through. And I th- actually think it – I thought I was perfect broadside, but I, it kind of angled out, which leads me to believe it hit a rib and then kind of went a little far. It looks exit. like it. And all I had to photos. do – and it was almost a complete pass through. I just had to, like, take the fletchings out, and it would have been yeah, a When, when you pulled the arrow out of him in the video, it kind of does look like he was angled yeah. more. But he, Yeah, but he wasn't, though. It was, that's why I kind of think I hit a – Deflected no, off the yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah when in the footage off. it looks more deflected than it actually should yeah. have been from the angle. So got up there and I'm just like, man, what a beautiful five point. I can't believe it. It was, it was almost like it wasn't my first, to be honest. I don't know why. It didn't feel like my first archery elk kill. I mean, you've killed other things with your bow. So yeah, and maybe, maybe, and maybe that's And you've walked why. up on other elk before too. But Lots of other elk. Yeah. yeah. I guess we can, like, people are going to ask what your equipment you're using. People usually want to know that. Yeah. You can. Tell everyone your setup. Yeah, yeah. My setup was a Sever 1.5. Had the half outsert on the new long range Eastern Axis arrows, uh, four millimeter diameter. QTIs. What are those fletchings that are super stiff that are supposed to be? Yeah, I think it's QTIs. Yeah, and the fly truer. Yeah, it was four fledgings. Q- yeah, yeah, four fletch. Four fletch. QTIs. They're stiff. Yeah, super stiff. But man, they fly true. V3. I think it was, yeah, V3 bow. I shot the 31 inch axle to axle four pin adjustable. In the HHA Tetra, Tetra, uh, Hamsky Trinity front stabilizer, yeah, and sidebar Hamsky Trinity, and yeah, that's basically what it was. Uh, I think I was shooting 467 grains, I believe, this year. So, I mean, plenty. I mean, elk's a big animal, they're dense, and then you know, obviously, you're not going to get penetration with an expandable like you would a fixed blade. So, I mean, I think I had the proper setup, and I think honestly, I'm a true believer in, uh, expandables on elk yeah i've only shot one but i think to kill i've i've wounded 
bulls with my bow. And I think to kill them effectively, obviously they can be killed otherwise, but I think just having that extra diameter to get in there and cut and mess them up, I think that's, I think it's a good thing. helps, yeah. Because he died fast. Like, Quick, super. Yeah. I bet you he was dead within 12, 12 minutes. Yeah. Less than 10, 100 12. yards probably from where he Six, shot him. I was like, I XDR'd it with base map, and I was like, that's got to be uh, 66 yards. Call it 60. Yeah. Pulled so. out the old XDR on base map. By the way, uh, basemap.com forward slash mealyfreak. Take 20% off. Um, transfer all your waypoints. Don't skip a beat. All 50 states. It's cheaper. I just got to put that plug out there because I forgot to do it the first. So. So I got a question. Yeah. What's, uh, you know, I, I have both been the filmer and the filmed. Um, what's it like? What was it like having Belmer on the hunt, having someone filming? I mean, that makes, I know that makes it hard. And I know, yeah, yeah I know it can make okay, things yeah, difficult. That, but what I mean, was it like? Great question. So executing a, a decent film with another guy, cameraman, in your hip pocket, who I'd never filmed with before. That was a little, that was a little nerve wracking. Like I've had guys, I've had cameraman. That was a second hunt, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was after your archery hunt. hunt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And archery elk, you can be, you can afford to be a little more loud, you know, breaking sticks and whatnot, but just having him take my lead. I mean, I think a good cameraman follows the, uh, follows the hunter. You know, if the hunter's being quiet or sneaky, then the cameraman's being sneaky. If the, if the hunter's being more lax, then the cameraman could be a little more lax and go a little louder. And it, they've just got to jive and and uh, duck and and all the same times that the the hunter does in order to be successful. And then he's got to be a little bit brave at the same time when he's got to like maybe peek around the corner of the hunter and capture that shot with the hopes of not spooking the animal and screwing up everything. You know, right. yeah. yeah. Like- so he's got to have a little confidence too that he's got to know animals, right? If you're just a regular cameraman and never been on a hunt, you just, bah! you know, <laughs> peeked your head around a corner, buck or bull blows. I mean, you're never going to be successful with a cameraman. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And he, he, he was what, a couple yards behind you. Yeah. Good angle. Luckily, yeah. he got you in the frame and then the elk too, which yeah. is cool. So, yeah, these, these aren't private land deseret bulls. These are, these are OTC, extremely high pressured animals, you know? Oh yeah, anything will make him spook. So, well, I and again, I mean, I think that bull for sure either caught you drawing or Belmer, you know, moving out. And to he the probably side. did catch Belmer because I was already at full draw. Yeah, he definitely caught Belmer then. Yeah, he must have. So he, I he mean, caught something. It's yeah. it's a it's a tough balance, and you know we're gonna get to it. But Bo obviously has uh, a chance at a bull later on, and Belmer wasn't quite as aggressive as he was. With yeah. yours, and then and we he, didn't get the shot, and he missed the kill shot. So yeah. it's a hard, it's a hard balance, and and it's hard being the cameraman too because oh, yeah. he doesn't want to ruin your chance, your only chance you have at a bowl. But at the same time, you know it's his job to get the kill shot too. So it's a well, it's, it's one thing for balance. you now too. You want to get it on film for Muley Freak, but then also the experience of being able to look back, even yeah. if no one watched it, you yeah. would still have the footage yeah. anyway. You're yeah. Like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, exactly. So, I, talk, yeah. I talk about that all the time. If, yeah. if no one ever watched one of my videos, then uh, I'd have awesome journal entries for forever for my children to watch. Oh, yeah. and it's like well, back to the Timber you know? Bruin one too about the camera stuff. I stepped out to the side of you. And we were right against that hill oh, yeah. anyway. And I well, was that like, bear, I think that bear caught you too. Oh, he, he definitely did. I was out farther than you. And I was telling you, I was like, wait one second. He gets in the focus and 
he you, he looks up and sees he probably saw me first how the corner was and yeah. then he's right, yeah. getting ready he's to getting turn ready and blow you, out of the country you blast him but I had to get behind you yeah. to get the shot anyway and that, and that that's a that's a that's a testament to you being a good cameraman I mean you you kind of read the 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 uh, behavior of the bear and I did too I knew he was gonna wheel. Oh yeah, you, he you're ready. He's like, oh, yeah. and he was like getting ready to do this turn thing up. And then, yeah, the footage. It wouldn't be as cool if you don't get it. So yeah, we, and we I would rather take it, the risk of losing him just to secure that sort of footage, rather oh, yeah. than be like, okay, we got a dead bear here, no footage. That was yeah. cool. We got it. Oh man, would have been cool if we got the footage. No, you take the risk, get the footage, and you know what? It takes a lot of time and years to, and a good team to put that sort of chemistry together. You know. Oh yeah. We can kind of move on now from that day. Because um, so after this, you still had a bear tag and yeah. Bo still had an elk tag. Yeah. Yep. And so it kind of seemed like if the morning was good, you guys were going to elk hunt. And if there was nothing happening, go sit bear rock, which is a, a rock where you can kind of see this whole canyon where we had good chances About of seeing bears. the only spot in the mountain there's an opening. Yeah, where you can actually kind of glass. But you almost can't really because bears pop up at 20 yards anyway. So, but it's still like one of the best chances to see, right? To see anything. Yeah. So that was kind of the idea was to go sit bear rock, glass for bears, and you know if uh, the elk were fired up, then we're gonna go bow hunting for bow. And well, in the next day, the next morning, you guys are on bear rock. Nothing's happening for bears, and this bull is across the canyon from you guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. what happened there? Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> Bo spots this bull across the canyon, and it's just a I don't know four or five point rag, and. uh I look over at I look over at Bo and I'm like, I'm gonna get the camera on him. So we took Aaron's lens, got the camera on him, and I was trying to run camera and narrate the thing because I know Belmer was focused on running the long lens. I'm like, dude, try cow calling at him. Bo wasn't gonna cow call. I'm like, hey, try cow calling at him. So Bo, Bo goes, meow, meow. freaking sucker comes taking off running us. I'm like, no way. He left his release in his truck down in far away. Let's just put it that way. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't away. even in camp. Yeah. No. He didn't bring his bow to Bear Rock. No, he did you. not bring his bow to Bear Rock because he didn't have his release because he left it in his truck. It, so the funny part is that you'll see in the video whether you already watched the video, so you either saw or you're listening to the podcast before. Go look at the video. It's pretty funny. It sucks for Bo, but yeah. that that elk comes right under twenty yards from you guys. Yeah, you have two cameras on him, and he's just he's just looking. I at love you guys. Bo's look. He's and like Bo's shrugging, and you can tell he's like, "Why? How did that just happen?" And I'm just like, "No way!" And then the but before he got there, the bull stopped like midway. Like, okay, guys, where you at? Where you at? And I said, "Dude, call again." Bo goes, "Meow meow." He's freaking across the bottom. Before I look up, he's 10 yards from me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And we're moving, and we're wiggling. The bull's eight yards, and we're just, like, staring at him. The bull walks over, stands broadside for 20 seconds at probably 10, 12 yards, and we're just looking at him. Bo's just (laughs) shrugging his shoulders. I'm like, no way. This would have been the most epic kill shot ever, to bring that bull that far away on camera across the canyon. I mean, I've never seen anything like that on YouTube. Bring the bull that far well, away. We were sitting in the same spot last year, and you got we heard that the one that you ended up frontaling. Yeah, same kind of situation almost. Same thing. Dude. Heard a bull. You did a little cow call, and this comes sprinting from like I don't know a quarter of a mile away, yeah. straight up the hill to us. Yeah, there. I don't know why right there the they just act stupid sometimes. Yeah. I a, guess it's amazing <laughs> how they can pinpoint a location of a mew. Oh yeah. yeah, going back to like last Canyon. year's bull, and then and then this year's, 
Yeah, especially across a canyon. Where yes. you're like, where'd that sound come We're like, where's that sound come yeah. from? And then they yeah. know exactly yeah, where they're sprinting at you. Yeah, dumb human beings were like, yeah, is that? And everyone's like, no, that was over there. Oh, no. Yeah, yet they'll pinpoint us. No wonder you got to be so dang quiet in the woods. You know, the guys that are loud are talking when they're hiking. I'm a, by the way, I'm anal when it comes to talking. I'll give you a dirty look. You whisper at all times until you're back to camp. Because they, they can hear you, and then they they know exactly where you are. Oh, yeah. I uh, pers- Off my deer hunt this year, I was in there watching these bucks, and probably had to be like half a mile, a mile away. I could hear a razor on a trail somewhere. Mm-hmm. Those deer all turned their head, and they're looking down there. Like, people can't. Like, if you're just driving around, they can hear you coming from a mile away. Yeah, I'm exactly. sitting there watching them, and they're all alerted. They didn't know I was there. I'd hiked in into yeah. the thing, and they can hear a razor from so far away, and I'm just watching yeah. them. like, these idiots, by the time they got up and could actually see the deer, they're a mile up farther on the hill because yeah. they scared them all away. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you can you can hear They can hear a lot more than we than yeah. you think they can, too. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. It's amazing how they can pinpoint, uh, pinpoint locate uh, sound. So, anyway, we get over there. We just watched this bull walk away. So it was pretty cool footage. Well, compared to last year, too, we were seeing bears almost every day on our yeah. elk stalks, a bear rock. We were seeing a bear almost every day. This year, you guys weren't having the same luck. You no. weren't seeing anything. Before. No, I don't know what it was. We saw so many bears last year. You know, I don't know. I don't know if the bears got smarter. I don't know if there was less bears. I don't know if they were timbered up. We couldn't find bears. And I know they're there. I know they're thick. So it kind of, it slowed down a couple of days for you. So I kind of want to go off that way. It slowed down. You see it in the video on the nights, the fox stealing your crock. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I forgot about so that. The, so the crazy thing is I'm doing 75 hard, right? So I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. So uh, I'm in, I don't, three weeks in a 75 hard. <clears throat> my body's still acclimating to all the fluids. So I'm having to get up like three, four, somewhere between there to go obviously take a leak well, i go out there put both my crocs on at 4 30 go take a leak come back climb into bed and then you know alarm goes off we get up six o'clock get ready to go hunting and uh one of my crocs is gone i would have <laughs> thought i did something with it right if i wouldn't have known it was just there two hours earlier croc disappears forever and i kind of foreshadow in the film one of the nights before you guys saw fox one in the mornings you're like oh you're so cool and then, okay, this is a couple nights, like two nights later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking this, oh, man, normally I'd want to blast that fox, but man, it's kind of cute. It's being friendly. I can't shoot him, <laughs> you know? And then I wake up that morning and look down and my croc was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and who's in the area? The, the fox, the sneaky fox. Yeah, the sneaky fox. <laughs> I knew it was the fox. Yeah, and so. You throw your other croc at him. And he goes and grabs the back of it and starts to take off with it again. And oh, you're like, you are scared. the croc thief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew I knew he was still, he knew just how to meticulously grab that croc in his <laughs> mouth. He knew exactly what he was doing. So you guys are almost buddies, except he stole your croc. You gave yeah. him a piece of your meat yeah. stick, too. Yeah, and... I gave him a meat stick a little bit. And fed him oh, a you never found things. another croc, though. Never found the other croc, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a female, and I don't, she stashed it in her den somewhere, and who knows where her den was. <laughs> Yeah, I just ended up throwing that other crock away because I'm like, this thing's useless now. It's probably close to camp. It was probably yeah. So those close. things are like I went, you can't even find those things. Yeah, cryptic crocs are kind of rare. <laughs> they are, I tried getting them for like two years in a row. I couldn't yeah. find them. Highlander cryptic crocs. I said goodbye to those. <laughs> we'll go off. So the next day, you guys still send bear rock. You guys decide to start sitting your elk carcass. Yeah, you set stealth cams on it. Yeah, so, yeah, we put some stealth cams up on the on the elk carcass bows. Like, yeah, you, you know, a lot of times you can uh, get bears coming in this carcass. And anyone who's ever baited bear knows how stinking hard it is. 
Like you think if you're going to put all this candy and marshmallows and syrup and all these scents in the air that you'll just have bears raiding the thing, right? It's tough getting a bear to come in while you're sitting there, Especially right? a big bear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, we're yeah, why don't we just sit this elk carcass and yeah, a magical bear is going to come waltzing over and he's just going to chew on that carcass <laughs> and you're just going to smoke him, right? <laughs> well, yeah, you like, guys sat there too one night watching the carcass. Yeah, nothing, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Yeah, I'm like, it froze and it was boring and I'm like, this is dumb. So I'm like, I think our, I, that, that way, that, and at that point as a hunter, you're trying to figure out where your time's best spent. Mm-hmm. Is, and we hadn't seen anything for a few days in that draw. In fact, we hadn't seen anything all week in that draw. So I'm like, yeah. well, let's go sit the carcass. Then you go sit the carcass and you look at the carcass, you glass it up because you don't want to go over there and get scent all over it. You're like, man, that thing hasn't been touched either. Oh, like, yeah. okay, we're not seeing it in the canyon, not seeing it in Bear Rock, not seeing it in the carcass. All right, well, should I go home, spend time with my family, or should I try to kill a bear? Well, we decided go back to camp, get, I don't know, rest up, whatever, eat, and then we're going to head back out. We're like, Bo, bring your, bring your bow. Let's go to the canyon. Let's sit a different spot in the canyon. And uh, in case we see an elk, and then we'll look for bear. You guys kind of hunted around before for elk before that too, right? Yeah, we hunted around a little bit. Just, just a little, little bit. bit. Nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happened. Places that we saw elk last year, they weren't there. So we're like, okay, well, we see an elk cross. We just want to make sure there's not a dumb elk that comes sprinting across again. So, Bo, why don't you just might as well bring your bow. His wife brought up his release, and I'll bring the rifle for a bear. Yeah, and you guys are sitting there, and all of a sudden... We're sitting there, and all of a sudden, 15, 20 minutes before light, Bo spots a bull. So he mews. I'm like, call. So he he's like, okay. He mews a couple times. This thing's like a mile away, maybe less than a mile. And he mews, nothing happens. I'm like, oh, man, this bull's not hot. I'm like, man, if he'd have been like that other bull, he'd have been roared and then, you know, <laughs> he came right over. I was like, oh, man. Well, nothing, nothing. I'm like, call again. So Bo calls again. It's pretty thick over there, so you couldn't see. He calls again. Uh... And I don't know if we're not filming this because, I don't know, Belmer probably didn't think anything was going to happen. We should have been filming it. And I was at a slightly different angle, and these guys wouldn't have noticed him. That sucker is on a beeline coming across the canyon <laughs> through the bottom, and only I could see him. I'm like, dude, he's coming. He's coming. I'm like, get down there. So they get down there to a pinch point where they thought he might try to come with the draw, and I stayed back calling. So then he, start, then he starts bugling at us, right? So meow, meow. He sounds like he's about a two-year-old bull. <laughs> he doesn't sound like a mature bull. But when I saw him down at the bottom of the canyon, I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's the same stinking bull that we <laughs> called into eight yards a couple days ago. So I'm calling, calling. That, I hear him rip a couple more times, and he's super close to Belmer. And Bo, Bo comes back to full draw. They're behind a tree, so I can't see this going on. And this is where Belmer almost took the risk of going to the side of Bo and capturing the kill shot, but I think he was scared to screw it up. And this is where Belmer didn't get the kill shot in this case because he didn't take the risk to kind of go around Bo and grab that shot. Well, and you might, you guys might not see it on the video, but he, you can tell he, in the raw footage, he's like thinking about it. He twitches the camera. Yeah. He's getting ready to pop out, and then he's like, oh, I better not. Yeah, he decided against he, it. Yeah, he almost did. Well, then, and, and then even Bo, he kind of, you see him, his bow, he kind of flinches it. Yeah. And he pulls right back and just, he sends it, and he, 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 I don't know, he smokes it, I guess. Yeah, he smokes it. Yeah, hit it good. Yeah. And he, I think he was shooting an annihilator broadhead, which I don't have any experience with that, but they don't they don't really have, they're strong, but don't have a very wide 
uh, cutting diameter. So that made me a little bit nervous because I didn't know exactly where he hit. Well, Bo was confident with his shot. You yeah, he was confident. He said it was, it was good shot. It was only like 20 yards for him, right? 30 yards maybe? I think it was 40. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too far chip shot for him. Chip shot. And so he, he's confident, and you guys check base map weather, and it says it's going to rain. Yeah. yeah, so I was thinking, man, so we waited. It was starting to get dark. Turn the head on something. I'm like, well, at least let's see what we have for blood and track it till we get to that thick timber so we know where to start tomorrow. So I turned on the base map tracker, followed the line blood out, and then put a marker on the last point of blood. And then we got into the timber. I heard something crash a little bit. I'm like, okay, I think we may have bumped him or he could be crashing. I don't know which, but we're out of here. At least we cut off, you know, 100 yards or so. Cause it, and, and it was a good thing we did, and I had the, fore, the forethought to do that because three inches of snow came in. We'd have had no blood or known where to In the middle start. of September. Was, yeah. it, was it good blood? Uh, it was okay. Decent. You're like, yeah, yeah. I wasn't like super stoked with it, but uh, you know, you never know like the angles. It was steep downhill and steep uphill, so maybe the blood was and they just, fill up because yeah, they're maybe such big bodies. Yeah, maybe he was just filling up, and so I, you know, I wasn't like super nervous about it. But I'm definitely glad we tracked it out that night and we marked it on base map so that we knew uh, kind of where to start in the morning. So you guys, you guys go in there the next morning from the footage. It doesn't look like it took you guys long to find him at all. No, for it to track took down. half hour maybe, but. The thing about it is, you guys kind of cover it too, uh, a, a bear. You guys hadn't seen a bear all trip. Yeah. Hadn't had seen already a gotten trip. to his elk, ripped the guts out. Yeah. Next morning, a bear had already chewed through some of the hind quarter and ripped its guts out and dragged it from its final resting place because you could tell in the snow where it kind of dragged it. And we don't touch on it uh, a whole lot in the video. Uh, looking back, I wish we had just filmed a little bit more right there, but it was crazy to see that that bear's canine put a hole through the back of the spine and it drug that bull. A oh, black yeah. bear. A black bear. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. So it had to be a pretty big bear. I'm yeah, guessing. it had to have been a big bear to drag a carcass like that of a bull. I mean, it wasn't a mature Whole bull, body. Yeah. I mean, it had to have been five, 600 pounds. But the meat and stuff was still good. Everything. Yeah, he just yeah, got into the guts a little bit. Getting guts a little bit. Maybe a little bit of the hind chewed off and just cut around that. It, it was fine. We got some good photos and helped clean it up and... And honestly, we didn't have to pack it that far. We, there was an up-down that was pretty gnarly, but, I mean, it only took a half hour to pack it out. Yeah, wasn't too bad. <laughs> yeah, 45 minutes maybe. Well, then, so I guess we can go off the bear of dragging it. So you guys that night go and sit your yeah. elk car. And this is just a funny story in general, too. Yeah, this is part isn't quite covered in the video. But Bo's like, yeah, okay. You, you don't even know because. So we've got guts on his, his elk carcass now. Yeah. And we've got my carcass over there now. So Bo's like, okay, well, we know there's a bear on his because it found it shortly after it died, which is insane. We know there's a lot of bears in that area where he killed his, which is crazy. We never saw him. But anyway, he was going to sit that one. I was going to go sit my carcass again. Well, I went over, I think we, before we went to recover his uh, bull, we actually glassed my carcass and we saw that it had been disturbed. I'm like, what the heck? That's been dragged. Holy cow. That's, uh, that's kind of crazy. So I'm like, man, there's a bear hitting that. I mean, I mean, it only been day one of it being hit. I didn't think for, I didn't think for a second there was going to be a bear on that tonight, right? So he sits his elk, I sit mine, and you know, Bell and I get up there. We get stationed in. I get set up. I had a TS Custom shooting bag there, and I was, there was no real way to prone out. And it was pretty brushy, so I was like, man, it's only it's three hundred yards. I'm gonna try to get ready here, and we're waiting, we're waiting. I sat there once before, and we're glassing, and you know, the wind was bad. I'm like, man, there's. I'm, I'm tired of this. And then when the sun goes down, it starts to get cold. And when you're sitting, 
it doesn't matter how many layers are on. It seems like you're always just a little bit cold. Yeah. When you're not moving. So finally I was like, I had a respiratory virus. I was coughing to death. I was cold. I'm like, I'm out of here, Belmer. I'm like, shoot me a text. And we just barely had any service. Our phones were about dead. I said, shoot me a text if you see a bear. <laughs> so I go waddling up the hill. I'm just like bored to death. Yeah, what were you there. doing? You just going on a walk? Yeah, I, I just want to go explore some new country. So I went on a walk and I'm hiking up the hill and you know, I'm like, man, there's kind of a lot of deadfall right here. And I'm seeing bear poop and a little bit of deer poop. I'm like, man, I haven't even seen a deer. And I'm seeing deer poop. I get up there and I climb up on a stump. And I'm like, man, I got really good service right here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I haven't had really good service the whole trip. And I got really good service sitting on the stump. And all of a sudden I get a one-word text from Belma <laughs> about an hour and 15 minutes later. It says bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, like, this oh. would be funnier if everyone knew Belmer too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Belmer's very quiet. Uh, he's semi almost a mute, but he's got he's got a good personality. He don't say much. He doesn't know how to explain himself all the time. Yeah. So I he's just funny, see this, though. and I and I see this word, and I have a hundred thoughts run through my mind. <laughs> Bear. I'm like, okay. Um, I don't know exactly where I wandered to, and I know I got to get there quick. And I'm just, and I'm thinking in my mind, is it a big bear? Is it a sow? Is it a sow with cubs? Is it just a bear? Is it a dink? I'm like, so I'm getting ready to send it, and I see I've got like 8% battery. I'm like, gosh, I have to start running. So I start running and running, and I was downhill, right? Have you ever tried running really fast downhill with yeah, adrenaline where fun. there's a lot of deadfall? It's kind of dangerous. It's not easy. No, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to impel myself if I fall. So I'm running, 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 running. I get there. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you got? And I, and I pull up my binos. I look over there, and it's a freaking giant. I'm like, oh, my god. Tossing that elk carcass around, too. Dripping Tossing flesh the off. elk carcass around like a rag doll. And when I saw that, <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Then it turned its head, and I saw its head and the jaw. In the muscle in his head, and I'm like, you know, fall bears are always bigger, but I'm like, man, this is a mature bear. Yeah, you uh, look at that bear, it's one of those you don't have to look at much to yeah. say that it's a giant. Yeah, and it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and the snout was a little bit small, but the head was so big and so wide, I'm like, this is a big bear. I'm like, I want to be rock solid, so boom. Chamber around, 300 PRC, and I'm trying to get settled in. I can't get settled in there. And then I'm trying to make sure Belmer's got both cameras running, one on me, one on the bear. I'm like, you sure you're recording? Man, man, I'm like, man, then the bear wouldn't turn broadside. I'm like, man, it's close enough. I'm just going to shoot the second. I'm like, no, wait till he goes broadside. So finally he goes broadside. I can't calm down. <laughs> I'm like, I wasn't even this nervous for this bullet 30 yards with my bow, and I can't calm down. And I don't know if it's because I got my, my adrenaline and everything running because I'd ran, and then I can't breathe, and then there's a giant bear, and I was just frantic. And so then I settled down and <laughs> silencer go. Dropped. Dropped. Didn't move. <laughs> Hammered. I think he may have stretched his back leg. And that yeah, was all barely. Time. When it's like rolled over, it's barely. probably just the yeah, muscles. Yeah, just went four legs straight up in the air. <laughs> yeah. and, it was just, and I have never stoned a bear like that. I have never stoned well, a bear Your like shot that. last year on the bear, it was perfect. Yeah. Shot. And it still went like 100 yards. Yeah. So yeah. it was, to see the foot, it's just... It's, it's really sweet. It's, yeah, it's incredible. You don't it, yeah. see many bear kill shots like that. Because yeah. even your, your bear at 20 yards, back to that, it dropped it. Dro it and he still got up and yeah. rolled off yeah. the off the, yeah. the old forest trail. Yeah, which, so, which, yeah, which, is, which crazy. is I was surprised when I saw it when you guys came back and showed me. I was I like, it dropped I, I, him. I think the key was double high shoulder shot. 
I think that's, and it might yeah. have been just a, I think, still think it hit a portion of that shoulder, high shoulder. I think that's stone them every time. Yeah. And then a bear can't run if he's got no shoulders. So, and then it was just displaced all that tissue, uh, respiratory, I mean, all the things right there in that area and just smoked it. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I, freaking out i think i said freaking fetch and freaking fetch and so annoying i apologize <laughs> you, you're freaking giant yeah <laughs> i was just so pumped the fact that i'd stuck this bull with my bow and killed a giant bear over the carcass is pretty incredible yep. it's a once in a lifetime that doesn't do. ever yeah when does that ever happen when does that ever happen yeah. and it catch it all on film oh yeah it's it's just and again it's just back amazing. to the the long lens that's that's what that kill shot with and it looks it looks beautiful yeah, it's yeah, amazing that, footage. That's gnarly right there, watching that bear, man, going back to the carcass. That bear just manhandles the carcass, like ripping flesh off. You can see it eating skin and fur and flesh and just yeah. old paws on it, rolling yeah. it like it's nothing. Pretty that's incredible. A mature, that was a mature bull. Obviously, yeah. it didn't have its head on it. It didn't have uh, front back straps. But still, like, that's a big old heavy... Yeah. yeah, that's just, crazy. Yeah, just tossing it around. So talk more about the bear going up to it. What is so going up to the bear? It's I'm an like, impressive bear. Yeah, very, very impressive bear. I'm like, man, it's a little shorter. It's definitely well put together, muscled up, big. I went to grab it. I'm like, man, this bear's big. And I flipped its leg open. I'm like, you're kidding me. It's a sow? So for the record, I've never shot a sow. This was my, and I always teased Aaron <laughs> uh, for shooting all these sows. Uh, and spot and stalk, it's a little harder to do, but... um to shoot all boars but uh i'm like this is a freaking sow and i propped it up and saw its head i'm like oh my gosh this is the world's biggest sow <laughs> and then i saw her teeth kind of stick i'm like she barely has a tooth in her skull I'm like this is insane her teeth were rotted out canines down to the nubs in fact when i checked her in with the fishing game they couldn't even get a tooth out of her they had to like dip Dig deep into the jaw to even get an extraction. Yeah, have I'm, you got? Can you look that no, up yet? It takes a year age? later. Oh, okay. I should probably look up my other bear. Idaho it takes a couple years. They say it only, ta- but it's usually two to three years. I've been a part of killing the bear. The bear I killed, my first bear I killed was 15 years old. Really? That was an old bear, and uh, I remember when I checked it in, the biologist was like, "Whoa, that's an old bear." Yeah. And just seeing, because I I helped Eric take care of the bear after. And uh, looking at her teeth and everything, I was like, man, that's got to be like a 20, at least a 24-year-old yeah. bear. Yeah. And the one, the that big bear Tyler killed when I was with him, that was an 11-year-old. Oh, and really? That, yeah, yeah. He just got that back. But I was like, yeah, that's 20-plus. Eric Sow's 20-plus. You can see the silver yeah. in it there. Like, like, when do you see that? Yeah, well, the hair is, you know, like an old golden retriever, how they get white and gray? Yeah. yeah. This bear was starting to do that. In fact, uh, when I checked her in, but the lady uh, that checked her in, she said, I've checked in a 25-year-old bear before, and this bear's older. That's crazy. So she's like, this bear, <laughs> oh, this bear could crazy. be 30 years old. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And that was that was the trophy right there for me. That'll be interesting to see when it comes back how old she actually was. I, yeah, I really want to know that. Yeah, just a tank. We had some, some of the most unbelievable sunset photos going down, video and uh, picture-wise. It was truly, truly a special moment of my hunting career where it was just like, man, God was just like the sunset smiling down on you. It was just, it was just beautiful with the bear propped up on the log and you, that's, that's a cool clip. Yeah. We got some pretty sweet photos 
some awesome video and I can't, and then we got it. We, uh, died just off a of logging road. So we gutted her, winced her up to the top and that's how I got her out whole. I yeah. wanted, I wanted to get her out whole and get some photos back in the Tacoma with the, bu- uh, the bear and the bull and, um, yeah, yeah perf- perfect way to crown that hunt because that was call. It was already a great hunt. It's yeah. like, wow, you guys killed two, two bulls with your bow. Yeah. That's alone. Like, you don't even, you know, take the bear out. It's like, holy crap, that's a dang good hunt. Yeah, dang good hunt. And then it's like, oh, you add a twenty-five plus year old bear to it. That's yeah. crazy. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. That, that's why I'm like, man, if you guys are listening to this podcast, please go and watch this film. Like, it's amazing. It's it's literally some of the best footage and in, in editing you'll see. Uh, incredible story on over-the-counter tags. It's just amazing all the way around. We worked for it, though. We earned oh, yeah. it. We absolutely worked our guts out for it. Well, while you're telling everyone to go watch it, if it's with your, if you're watching within the first month or so, uh, let's tell them about the giveaway that's on the video. Yeah, so <clears throat> for this giveaway, uh, we're, uh, we're giving away a 60-quart Grizzly cooler, uh, base map, pro membership, and then also a Hamsky hamski rest so what you have to do to win that is subscribe to the youtube channel like the video and leave a genuine comment uh let us know what you think and we'd appreciate it if you shared it on your social whether your stories um or facebook just give people the opportunity to 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 witness this film that we work so hard to put together and you know what honestly if you think the film's garbage then uh don't share it but if if you think it's special do us a favor and and, and share it because uh We'd like to get this uh, remarkable footage out there and, and show the world what what we pulled off and what we're working on. So appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Do you have anything else, Pate? Uh, no, that was everything. I just want to tell everyone about the giveaway. And I think it's good going into more detail on these films anyway. Like there's things that you don't, you can't really capture a show in video or like yeah. you having to run back down the mountain. There just wasn't yeah. footage of that. So, yeah. and so explaining it, you kind of, I think you kind of mentioned it anyway, but going into more details, I think it's just cool. Yeah. To, and we're going to try to do this with every single episode yeah. uh, for the Senate series 2.0. And this is going to be the final Senate series uh, that we'll do. Uh, Cause we have a different project that we can't talk about yet, but uh, for 2022. So, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Follow me personally on Instagram at MuleyFreak underscore Eric. Also follow our business account, Muley underscore Freak. Um, and then shoot me an email, Eric at MuleyFreak.com. Let me know what you'd like for future podcast topics, guests, and so on and so forth. Please subscribe to this podcast. Give it a share if you would. And leave us some honest feedback. We'll catch you on the next one.